When a deal is presented to passive investors, there are a few non-metric related questions that we highly recommend you know before deciding to invest. So in this episode, we'll cover the top three questions all limited partners should know before pulling the trigger on a deal. This is the Passive Real Estate Strategies Podcast, where we educate career-driven individuals who have tapped out their earning potential, learn about passive real estate investing, so you can continue building your wealth without compromising your time or taking on more responsibilities. I'm your host and managing partner at Realm Investors, a multifamily syndication group who has helped multiply millions of dollars for our passive investors. Thanks for tuning in and let's get on with the show. So here's question number one. Now, the first one is really, really basic, but it actually ties into question number two to make it extremely powerful. But the first question we always want to know is why is current ownership selling? Now, there are a few common answers that you're going to hear throughout these. Some of the most common ones might be current ownership has hit their pro formas and they're ready to exit. Uh, They're liquidating their portfolio in either this area or in this asset type, or they want to free up some equity to pursue other opportunities. Or ideally, there's some type of distress, like a loan is coming due, or there's a split in partnership causing a forced liquidation. Now, if the reason is more distressed to us, that means there's a higher likelihood of the deal being a pretty great opportunity. Now, it's not always required, but it's often a pretty good sign that you're in for maybe a better opportunity than if there was not a distress in terms of the sale. But the reason why this question becomes so powerful is you want to tie it into question number two. That question is, what is preventing this property from getting to pro forma? Now, these two questions tie in together really, really well because we can use them to validate one another. Now, one common thing that you'll see, especially a lot with brokers, is they tend to paint a really smooth picture to pro forma. And again, brokers are really notorious for this, or maybe inexperienced operators uh, can, can do this a lot as well. But they'll say stuff like, well, you'll just renew rents at pro forma rates, burn off loss of lease within the first year, you'll get this amount of money, you know, without doing any work to the property. But if it was really that easy, we have to ask yourself, why hasn't current ownership done that before selling? Now, in our industry, there is something known as kind of leaving more meat on the bone for the next investor. So a lot of times there still will be a little bit of value to be added. But if it's a very easy layup to add additional value it's pr- and there was not a distress to the sale, it's pretty likely that current ownership might have already done the easy steps to increase their value and significantly juice their returns. So I want to know those two things and I want to use them to validate each other. Why are they selling and knowing if it's a distressed reason or if it's some other reason and what are the obstacles to getting us to pro forma? And then, of course, using that answer of what are obstacles to getting to pro forma and making sure the business plan addresses all of those obstacles so that we can really get there. Also, as a bonus, just taking into account things like burning off loss to lease. That's a pretty common obstacle that you'll hear to getting to pro forma. Um, now, loss to lease is essentially if market rents are $1,000, but you have a slow leasing season. Sometimes in some markets, winters are really slow. So you might give them you know, 200 bucks off. Well, that $200 delta will be called a loss to lease. Now, one thing that's important to know is if that gap is really, really big, 
it's not always as easy as just renewing at pro forma rates because now you're taking a tenant that's maybe paying six, seven hundred dollars in rent and juicing them up to nine that nine hundred or a thousand dollars. Well, you can if you like to do that, but you'll likely see higher vacancies from that. So sometimes burning off loss of lease isn't as easy as it sounds or doesn't happen as quickly as you might think it could happen without at least absorbing a lot higher vacancies. So those are the first two that I always need to know um, and how they work hand in hand with each other. Now, the third question is if the property is currently professionally or personally managed. Now, if it's professionally managed, but part of the business plan is to reduce expenses or operate it more efficiently, I want to know why wasn't current management able to reduce those expenses or optimize their operations? Now, sometimes it can be because a management company wasn't a good fit for this class or this area or this asset type or this tenant base, or sometimes it could be because there's certain expenses management has less control over, maybe like the utilities or any of the public services or the taxes, insurance, things like that, which can be hard for future management to control as well. So if the property was professionally managed, I need to know why the sponsors, or we need to be able to answer why our management team will do a better job at managing the property than current team is doing. So those are the three non-metric related questions that I believe all passive investors should know before pulling a trigger on a deal. Now, why is current ownership selling? What are the obstacles we're facing to hitting pro forma and checking those first two questions for relevancy and to see if they kind of validate each other's story? And if the property is currently professionally managed, if so, why will the sponsor's team or why will our team be able to manage the property better than the current team? Well, that's it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you're looking to learn more about passive real estate investments, make sure you head to our show notes and download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Passive Real Estate Strategies, where we reveal the ins and outs of the truly passive ways to invest in real estate. We'll see you on the next episode.